Well, how would you describe this? This is not just a concert movie. It's something much bigger than that. Kirk? Um, well, I wouldn't call it a musical. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if... I, 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 there is a word for the type of movie that it is, you know. I'm, I've been kind of searching for uh, a, a general sort of uh, thing that I can call it, but I really can't call it anything. I mean, there really isn't much of a precedent that I know of. So, you know, I, basically it's um, it's a movie with concert footage and uh, a story a storyline that weaves in and out of the, of the concert footage that happens simultaneously while we're on, on stage. And... Um, it's about this character named Trip and his journey to uh, to complete this task for the band. Where did this whole thing begin? I mean, Metallica have a lot of you know a lot of concert videos and stuff like this. How is this one different from the others? And where did this concept uh, with the story with Trip, the roadie in it, come from? Um, well, basically, uh, it goes back a ways in, in terms of the idea of bringing this thing to life on 3D. You know, it goes back to the 90s. Um, and then even I remember in 2003 when I first joined the band, NFL Films sat with us in Chicago and talked about doing this. And so it's been in various times over the last, you know, probably 20 years or so it's come up. But now it's become more affordable. It's still expensive, don't get me wrong, but the cameras aren't the size of, you know, pickup trucks anymore. And uh, technology has allowed you know, this to be done. And our management brought it forward about three or four years ago and started really moving on this thing and designing the stage and, uh, and, and also even getting into the, to the set list and, and, and really moving forward. But then we felt that this thing needed a narrative. We felt that it's, we don't want it to be just another Metallica concert, you know, on film. We felt that there needs to be a narrative attached to this thing. There needs to be a thread. So we started interviewing directors, and Nimrod was the most fearless. He was the one who really put something together that was quite interesting, and uh, and he was also collaborative. And you know that's the short version. Here we are in Toronto with you talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> one of our listeners online said that he thought this new Metallica movie was this generation's version of Led Zeppelin's The Song Remains the Same. Because that movie had, uh, it was concert footage, and weaved in between the songs was a number of fantasies from every member of the band. But this is different because there's a there's kind of a story going on here. But uh, can you relate to that movie, The Song Remains the Same? Well, I mean, that that movie in itself was a huge inspiration on my guitar playing because I would watch that movie and watch Jimmy Page's playing and and try to, like, you know, cop licks and learn stuff and learn different parts of, of Zeppelin songs. So I know that movie pretty damn well. Yeah. I, I know it frontwards and backwards. And um, we wanted, you know, we, we really wanted to make something that was different from anything. And... You know, the um, the comparison to the song remains the same leaves me a little bit conflicted there because that was um, one movie that we didn't want, uh, one movie that we wanted our movie to not look like or, or seem like at all. Um, no disrespect, but, you know, we just didn't want to come off in, 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 that, in, in the way that Led Zeppelin come off in that movie. So, so I mean, putting a storyline in there made it all that much more unique and different from all the other concert films that, that 
that have been done previously. I kind of want to give more details to our listeners about what the storyline is all about, but I actually want to jump ahead to the very end. And without spoiling it, who came up with the ending? That was an ending that came up by consensus. There were like three or four, at least three or four different ideas for the ending. We kept on changing it, and by by about the third time, we were a little bit desperate here to like figure out what was going to happen at the, at the end. And I could remember having a meeting. It was the four band members. It was, it was Nim. It was our producer. It was our editor. It was our managers. And we just like we had a, a, a brainstorming session. That, that is closer to what you see in the actual movie, believe it or not. Well, the, ba- the bag concept yes. definitely came from Nimrod. I mean, that was Nimrod's uh, whole thing. And there was a lot of energy that was thrown around on that bag. You know, what, what are we going to do? You know what? You know, that was the, the big question. And then it was just sort of decided, hey, you know what? Let's just leave it in the bag. <laughs> Those of you who see this movie, and you will see this movie, we're talking about a bag, and you have to wait to the very end of the movie. I do like the fact that you uh, guys just together at the end of the movie jamming on Orion. I will say that the people in the theater that I went to see laughed at the very end. They got it, and I thought it was great. I mean, an audience actually was sitting pretty quietly. got the ending, if you know what I mean. The, 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 the beauty in this whole thing and the exciting thing is really edge of your seat because almost every step of the way, you know, um, of course, yeah, we wanted the thread and we wanted to, to uh, put, uh, attach a narrative to intertwine it into, this, into the music. But at the same time, it was, it was just kind of like jump in the water and swim, you know, go for it, you know, we're making a film. And nothing was too distinct. And uh, things happened as we went along, really. I mean, even taking the stage up to Mexico City and rehearsing on it in front of 20,000 people a night and uh, hopefully not getting blown up, you know. You know, we got it to the point where we had it down just enough to where we could actually film on it. And still, there was that air of uh, destruction that could happen at any moment. You know? And that's captivated, I feel, in, in, in our performance. Is it unnerving seeing you guys up on that big screen and watching yourselves in, in this 3D IMAX kind of format, uh, you know? I really don't like watching myself. Uh, I'll, I'll, every time I, I watch myself, I always think the same thing. What a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if, so, if it's so healthy for me to uh, constantly watch that movie. I mean, I, actually, I, I decided I'm, last night was a lot. Well, I have maybe one more viewing of that movie before. I am um, over, oversaturated. For Metallica fans, it's a chance for us to be on stage with you. I don't think we've ever seen camera shots this close. Your fretwork is all there. All Everything is sort of laid bare and all that. And after watching you, you guys play such a physical show. Do your arms and your hands get sore after you play? I mean, really. I mean, it's, My, a, it's a real workout. And, of course, I'm not only talking about a single show, but we're talking about a tour cycle as well, too. Well, you know, f- for me, I, my hands, my arms don't really um, uh, get sore. My wrists, my elbows, and my <laughs> shoulders are, are my problem places. Yeah. And that's, again, that's where yoga comes in for me. It keeps, those, it, keeps it uh, uh, flexible and stable and, uh, and strength, strengthens all those joints. And so, you know, I do have problems, but because I do yoga... You know, it, it keeps, it, it maintains those problems so they never really get too far out of hand. But, you know, if, if it does get too far out of hand, we have a, a team of people that we travel with who can help us. 
Absolutely. Uh, the song list in this movie focuses mostly on the first five albums. It's not a complete Metallica concert, but it seems that for this particular case, for this movie, you've really focused on mostly the first five albums. It was more to do with like pacing, the pacing of a of the movie. Uh, the, the 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 set list uh, primarily for the movie. I mean, it, it wasn't like you know we we have to play this song because it's uh it's our biggest single. It wasn't that at all. It was uh, fitting the, uh, certain songs to certain scenes. That was the the, the priority. And uh, let's just be honest. You know, there are certain songs that our fans would not fucking let us not play. So there's a, a big healthy dose of those songs. We all know which songs those are. And you know, there's a few uh, 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 favorites, uh, um, you know, band favorites too. They're they're in there as well. But primarily. It was the um, the pacing of the movie that took the priority there. There's a lot of imagery used in what I'll call the roadie portion of the movie. A lot of it inspired by some of your songs. Some of it is classic imagery from the album covers and stuff like that. Did you guys have a say in art direction and the making sure that what you saw in the movie was kind of in sync with everything we've seen over the years? Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, we we watched at least like 10 or 12 different edits of the movie. Every time uh, we, we would watch it, we'd sit there with a pad of paper and a pencil making uh, little notes and writing down ideas and opinions and whatnot. And uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the times we would get focused on like what was appearing in one scene and, you know, how, how can we, how can we like get the, uh, narrow the scene down so it's only trip and not what's standing left to the left of trip, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, a lot of that. There was a lot of just like, Going over certain scenes with a with a fine tooth comb and and making sure that everything looked the way we wanted it to look. That that scene where people are hanging. Yeah, it's great. Oh, jeez, that was strong. Uh, really quickly, uh, for fans who haven't seen the movie or those who are going to see it again and again, are there any bloopers? Are there anything in the movie that you guys have seen that you wish that we didn't? Is there anything in there that we should look for? There is one thing uh, that uh, I noticed actually last night that there's something in Nothing Else Matters. I, I played it a certain way at those uh, ca- Canadian shows, and I don't play it that way. I haven't played it that way for like the last year. There was, you know, there, there was actually in, in Vancouver at one point we had a, a camera that was on a zip line that came loose, and it was actually basically falling. And it missed my head by about two feet. And the only thing that prevented it from going into the audience was the, the barricade. And this where this, normally a security guard would be standing. Luckily, he wasn't. And that was very scary. We also had a fire in Oakland when we were rehearsing on the stage, one of the curtains above. So there's a lot of trial and error on, on, you know, on this production. And we're really lucky that nobody got seriously injured. Last question. Where are we with the new album? Next year. <laughs> San Rafael. That's where we are. Yeah. Well, you know, we all realized that we should have had an album or at least been at least like 10 or 20% into an album by now. Yeah. But we've been busy. I mean, there's been so many cool things that have come down our way that have occupied our, 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 our time and, and imaginations that, um, you know, the, the, the album just kind of just gets pushed back. But we are making it a priority at the beginning of the year.